Because our only other option is hearing about Funky Kong. Well, that's, and I, I kind of wish you would just keep talking, but I think we're here now. <laughs> Open your mouth, prepare your tongue, because you're about to get a taste. I cannot believe we've gone 12 episodes without me being able to talk about Final Fantasy. Well, I know the doll is bad. So I gotta think the dusty balloon is less bad. I mean, if all life everywhere ends, what have I yes. lost? Facial hair as a theme is not something I ever would have chosen. So yeah, that's the one that Rock is just sweaty the whole time. Yeah. He's got that good, good pointy Jafar beard. <laughs> I've got three pages of AMA citations. This is the Debate This Podcast. Welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to argue over the important things, like comics, video games, and why I am constantly wrecked by internet strangers on Smash Ultimate. The answer is because I'm trash. Kindly do not at me. Can confirm, all trash. Todd is trash. Uh, <laughs> I, I get beat by what I assume are just these faceless eight-year-olds all day, and it, it it's terrible it's weird that you assume that the eight-year-olds are faceless <laughs> they all blend together just just montages of eight-year-olds they're, they're all naruto villains <laughs> <laughs> okay well so today we're going to talk about one of my top five video game franchises we're going to venture into the wasteland and chat a bit about fallout for a franchise that has existed for two decades it is in many iterations over-the-top turn-based rpgs team-based combat mobile gaming, and of course the now-famous 3D RPG Wasteland exploration that we've learned to love in Fallout 3, 4, New Vegas, and 76. One of the most well-known aspects of the Fallout series has always been eccentric and memorable NPCs. So today, I've enlisted Kyle Dumps Like a Truck, 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 Harper, Andrew Got Her Saved My Phone Under Big Booty Henderson, and Matt Wild Wild West, Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider, No You Don't Want Nada, Cole, to help God, me out. It's so much better when you <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> it's I find it better if you say it monotone and fast. So Just just like how Will Smith raps it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he also doesn't add him to the list of people we hope don't listen to our podcast. So in, in Fallout 76, the emphasis falls more on player interaction and far less on NPCs. For this reason, I've asked these good Wasteland boys to create the next favorite NPC that can be added into a future DLC bundle as the thing that will prevent Fallout 76 from receiving any more criticism ever. Um, furthermore, we're taking it a step deeper, and I've asked them to pull an NPC out um, from a different franchise. So they are going to make Fallout 76 into an even more perfecter game. Because there's definitely nothing wrong with it. Because <laughs> there's, there's no other room for improvement <laughs> besides yeah. this. No one no one has said anything anything bad yet about this game. Um, so, so let's go ahead and get it started. So fellas, Fallout 76 needs some new and instantly memorable NPCs. Tell me who or what you're introducing into the wasteland... And give me some other backstory and, and, you know, how they would fit into this, you know, universal false wasteland of ours. All right. So you're unironically playing through Fallout 76's online mode, like you do. Um, <laughs> um, and you come across a regular looking human NPC. He's lost, kind of confused, um, a little erratic. He's muttering things to himself about his gramps how he was the very best like no one ever was um he talked his his girth comes up um he then locks eyes with you 
and an FEV hound comes out of nowhere and just just attacks you. Um, and as it it tears into your body, you try to make your escape. He yells after you, "Smell you later," uh, because you've <laughs> just barely survived your first encounter with Gerald Oak. Ah, uh, I like that. I lo- that's where, that's good. Where did you pull the thing about his girth from? Have you not seen you've the not can't handle my girth meme? Everyone's is, all at once yell at him. Henderson, come on, man. That's, <laughs> this is that such is, an old, old, like, classic internet meme. Wait, well, is, if, can, if we've established anything, it's a, I don't know dick about memes. Yeah, oh. I can tell. That's two weeks in a row that you have not understood dead memes. I'm so I disappointed. Am mil- I am one million years old. That's we not will, even new. So off, off mic, we'll share the you can't ignore his girth meme uh, with you. <laughs> so you it's can so fully good. appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So now that Andrew's really mucked that one up, what, what way better thing are you trying to bring in? Boys, I've done it. I've gone and done it. <laughs> I have made a perfecter game even more perfect. I would like to pitch to you adding a brand new funky mode. To Fallout Ooh. 76. Ooh, I like funky. You're not going to. <laughs> no, you're probably not going to. <laughs> um, now, I, I want to first explain what funky mode is. Uh, it was the re-release of uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which, honest to God, is one of my favorites in 2018. That game is so very good. I need to get this game. It's very good. Um, what they did was they it was originally a Wii U game. They put it on the Switch and they added Funky Kong as a playable character. So that's what I'd like to pitch that we do for Fallout 76 is Funky Kong. <laughs> we're just going to we're just going to ram Funky Kong into this into this lore. So picture this. You're wandering through the lush mountains of Appalachia. You've just taken down a small army of murderous robots as Dean Martin serenades you through the radio feed of your pit boy. You begin to feel the pangs of hunger and fatigue sets in, so you look for some shelter. You see a shack in the distance and move toward without a second thought. And as you get closer, the music in your head becomes incredibly more groovy. (laughs) You wouldn't even say funky right right then? Like, the music got more funky? Shut up. (laughs) Damn it! This is my my treatment. Everybody go back! Go back! You finally make it to the shack, and standing before you is a five-foot gorilla sporting sunglasses and riding a floating surfboard. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck no. So, so, how, so likely, how, how did he get there, you ask? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Nobody did. Well, since you asked, he explains that, well, basically, he was flying around in his barrel jet around DK Island when he saw a very strange image in the sky. And as he flew closer, the dimensional flux grew bigger, and he was quickly pulled in. He tried all he could to do to fly away in the opposite direction, but the pool of the terror was too strong and he was sucked in the wormhole. The next thing he remembers is waking up in the middle of the woods next to his beloved barrel plane, which was destroyed in the crash. So now he's set up a lucrative business, creating inexplicably cool vehicles from salvaged parts. (laughs) I mean, that part kind of tracks with the funky lore. Like, (laughs) I mean, if there was one character to, to, Ram fist into from Donkey Kong to Ram fist into Fallout. It would be Funky Kong. Do you dare question Andrew's knowledge of the Donkey Kong lore? <laughs> See, I think the important thing that you said there, Andrew, was if there's one Donkey Kong character, you're gonna strong arm into the Fallout lore. <laughs> yeah, I said I, what I said. I can think of like 
I don't know, conservatively maybe 400 different characters that I would insert into Fallout before anyone from the Donkey Kong War. But not from the Donkey Kong War series. (laughs) Counter-argument, how many of them are talking gorillas that that ride a flowing surfboard? Yeah, Um, you've really, like, narrowed this down. Yeah, because you really got me with the talking surfboard, or the, the floating surfboard, because I think Winston from Overwatch is a better primate oh. match for Fallout than Funky Kong is. All right, well, why don't you tell us about Winston from Overwatch? Well, that's not who I'm talking about today. <laughs> uh, well, then, your argument is invalid. Are, are you done so Matt can talk? I'm super done. I'm hoping that Matt I, swings I wanna, the pendulum I just want to appreciate in. that you took the time to... I hope I hope you made this edit and you didn't find this online. No, I sure did. <laughs> and you made it only for the three of us to put it in a chat that only the three of us see. Oh, it's it's super going to be the thumbnail for this episode. And okay, you know why? Good. Because I post it. <laughs> there it is. I just, Andrew, I want you to know before I start that, like, if you remember back to that religions episode when I tried to talk about the religion of Guitar Hero. I want you to know that you were at the bottom of the same hill that I was at when we started that episode. <laughs> and you got a long climb ahead of you, buddy. And I can tell you, it doesn't doesn't always go as well as you think it might. Fair. All right. So to talk about uh, my NPC, you're casually meandering about the wasteland when two iBots float up to you. Now, if you don't know, the iBots are the, the little floating orbs robots that follow you and document can what we just, happens. Can we just quickly say I want to just interject right here. Okay. Three days ago, Matt Cole did not know a lick about Fallout. <laughs> You're damn right. And then, I'm pretty sure he could write a thesis on the I was going to make series. the same point that th- three days ago, Matt could not have told you what an iBot is, but he can yeah. today and damn it, he's going to prove it. Today I think so. I could draw the blueprint of an iBot three days ago. You're right. I didn't even know they were called yeah. anything. Uh, so anyway, Two iBots float up to you. H-A-N-D is sprayed on the front of them. One seems to be in better shape than the other one. One is shaking in the air just enough to be noticeable, while the other flies straight and true. The more stable iBot refers to himself as master and calls the other one crazy. They both seem to spout bits and pieces of an old propaganda commercial, one that talks about the humans against new democracy. Neither iBot seems to communicate well, but they do seem to blur the lines between sentience and being controlled. They're out to put down the new California Republic, but they claim to have working water chips, so they seem worth hanging out with. And this is how I've inserted Master Hand and Crazy Hand from Super Smash Brothers <laughs> into the Fallout universe, boys. Strap in, it's going down. I actually really like that. Yeah, you do. Well, let's not get ahead of yourself. I'm, I'm so, already there. He's got plenty of time to fuck it up. I do. <laughs> You're right, I do. You started out strong. Let's make sure we don't trip along the way. Um, so you've given me some good, some good NPCs to start with, but the best and most memorable NPCs aren't just you know, zany backstory or, or weird character traits, but they're also due to the quests that make you rethink all of your choices. So um, prime examples would be Mr. Fisto, the sex robot, uh, the cult-like ghouls who you have to help, who you can help launch into space, Harold, the transformed mutant, tea, wor- mutant tree worshipped like a god, uh, Dave from the Republic of Dave. Um, oh, or, the Republic of Dave is so good. Yeah, so good. <laughs> you can, like, stuff the ballot box and ruin it. it do If you do... If you do research over, if you do research over like the the history of the Republic of Dave, it used to be like the democracy of Bill or like the, you know, the kingdom of Steve or whatever. But anyway, um, so or Marcus, the super mutant sheriff of Broken Hills. So my question for you is 
what is your NPC making me do and why? And I swear to God, if it's an escort mission, I'm going to nuke you with a fat man. So I already went over the first time you kind of encounter Gerald Oak in Fallout. Yeah, he he sicked his FEV hound on me. It was a bad time. So so the next time you run into Gerald Oak, um, he asks you to safely transport him from one town to the... No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, so, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> um, so the next time you encounter Gerald, um, he's bunkered down in an abandoned gymnasium. Um, and he's got six of six mutant beasts locked in cages. Um, six varying types of mutant beasts, if you will. Um, he yells something to you about how you need to beat him to be the champion and how he can't battle you until you're prepared. And uh, quest, you, you're given a quest to return with an animal companion. Um, so you go get dog meat, and you come back. And once you do that, once you return, he, he, he without saying a word, he just uh, he releases one of his mutant beasts. Just start releasing him. Doesn't say a damn. He releases he releases the hounds. Um, he releases he releases one of his mutant beasts to attack you. And when you dispatch of that mutant beast, he releases the next one and the next one. Until you've killed all six of them. Um, once you kill his last mutant beast, he uh, walks up to you, puts a single bo- bottle cap in your hand, and says something to you about winning his badge, and that you're ready to challenge the league. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and uh, gives you something that he keeps referring to as Pokeballs, but is actually just a large stock of grenades. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think when he gives them to you, he like he's looking at you, but like not in the eyes. It's like he's looking through you. Oh yeah, he has a <laughs> he has a permanent thousand yard stare. Yeah, very much going for the was transported from the happy happy Pokemon world to the Fallout world <laughs> yeah. uh, without much uh, without much. Uh, agency or preparation gerald's seen some shit i i also imagine gerald as a vault dweller who is like locked in a vault alone with nothing but a game boy color a copy of pokemon <laughs> red and a 10-year supply of double a batteries yep <laughs> that was his vault experiment yeah yep. i feel like i feel like if we could just summarize all of kyle's arguments at least like the last 10 into a like an online listicle each one of them would be the horrifying implications of the Pokemon universe. <laughs> well, I was going to say, we we went from like, oh, Pokemon is kind of dogfighting to no, like Pokemon is legit dogfighting. Yeah, it super is. Oh, yeah. 100%. The only, <laughs> the only saving graces in the universe, Pokemon are sentient and want to fight? No. <laughs> I think that makes better. it worse. That's not better. That's not... <laughs> Let's, well, I don't know. Well, because our only other option is hearing about Funky Kong. Well, that's, and I, I kind of wish you would just keep talking, yeah, but I think we're here y'all, now. Y'all ready for this fever dream? <laughs> Kyle may not be the hero we deserve, but he's the hero we need. Is, it, is that my cue? I'm done. All right, Andrew, it's your Let's turn. Let's do it. All right. I'm taking a shot every get, time you say Funky. Get comfortable. Oh, I'm going to say, you're going to take a lot of shots. I'm going to die. Um. All right. So Funky motions you inside his ramshackle cabin, cabin, excuse me. Uh, you see, you look around, you take stock, sitting next to his workbench, he's got a bunch of salvage in there, that's about it, and, and just one dirty papazon. <laughs> <laughs> sitting, sitting, sitting next to his workbench is this clear, luminescent rock that's kind of shaped like a large oval. He explains, this is the crystal coconut, which is a magical relic that holds unspeakable power. The coconut is a direct conduit to the Kong's patron 
deity, Inka Dinka Do. Now, this is all in canon, <laughs> what to remind you all. Uh, he also he reveals that Inka Dinka Do uh, recently visited him. And uh, Inka Dinka, uh, well, we'll, he'll be later referred to as IDD. No, he won't. No. 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 You've got to say Inka Dinka Do every time. Inka Dinka Do foretold this chance encounter uh, through vision. Funky received a vision that a nearby raider camp uh, has the thing that he needs to return home to DK Island. So he wants your help in breaking into the camp and getting it back. You, uh... You really, really phoned in that fetch quest, didn't you? <laughs> oh, we're just getting started, my dude. Oh, God. Look, look, Todd, you said you said no escort missions, not it's no true. fetch quests. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. true. Well, and, and, and I mean, it's not an escort because you're going with him. Well, and let's let's call a spade a spade. I mean, half of the things you do in Fallout are either go to this place and kill this thing or go yeah. to this place and get this thing. So I'm not going to shit on you too much. I could say go te- kill 10 rad scorpions and that would be a real quest. Um, you have to say, you have to say Kremlins. Cause I think that's what the bad guys, the Krem Krem. I think they were Kremlins. We'll get there. Don't, don't spoil oh, the surprise. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> don't, I don't want to take wind from your sails. Don't, don't take his third act turn away from him. You follow your quest marker. You re- you, you arrive at the nondescript spot. Uh, you see this little bunker in the distance. Uh, Funky recognizes this immediately and, of course, just rushes right up to the front gate and is suddenly swarmed by raiders. So as you see this kind of unfold, you see them grab Funky and, and drag him in. He's saying, no, no, yeah. He's screaming. Uh, so because you want to save your new friend, you keep pace shortly behind, making sure to keep yourself hidden the whole time. You stealth- stealthily take out bandits one by one as you make your way into the main chamber. Uh, you creep into a large, dark, dark room. You can't see anything in front of you. You hear a disembodied voice saying, Welcome, intruders. Are you ready to compete for your lives? The floodlights turn on, and you find yourself in a deep pit surrounded by wooden bleachers and rusted chairs. A large, green figure towers above you, sporting a cardboard crown and is very overweight. Don't. 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 Oh, he's doing it. <laughs> I know what you're going to do, and a don't. Don't. The, the, man, the man in green, uh, the man painted his friend here, will be competing against my greatest champion. The winner will be deemed champion and, and the loser, Gator Chow. And then another flight, like there's not any men- emotions to a pack of wild alligators tied up very lazily in the wings of the arena. The man continues, Crusher, let's show them how to orangutango. I'm done with you. I'm so done with you. Oh, man. So now you find yourself in a dance competition. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> no. Doing the orangutango. How did this go from Mad Max to dancing with the stars in like 0.4 seconds? I want to be very clear. This is all in canon. It's, this is almost shot for shot a retelling of one of the episodes of the Donkey Kong Country yeah, cartoon. That cartoon uh, doesn't exist anymore for good reasons. Yeah. So another, so you see another buff dude emerges from the darkness. He's wearing a little army helmet, and he's also pretty fat, but he's 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 pretty pretty cut. Uh, the two the uh, the green man then jumps down, and the two proceed to execute a. A very technically impressive and somewhat sensual version of what you assume to be the orangutango. Funky, once they're finished, Funky looks your way and says, It's time to hang eight, my dude. Because that's how he talks. He's a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're with you. I don't, well, we're following you. (laughs) I'm not. I'm out. I'm off this train. There was some some related reading. Uh, We'll put it in the show notes. But there is a song that's called Anyone Can Dance that Funky inexplicably breaks into during the show. So not obviously because it's in canon, he's going to do that here. So Funky's going to 
uh, sing the song Anyone Can Dance. Before you know it, your feet are moving inexplicably as if they're on their own free will. You move gracefully around the arena, more elegant than a swan, more powerful than a lion. The room becomes a swirling mass of color, colors and lights as the audience of gators cheer you on. Figures begin to lose form as your entire being becomes the dance. The memories, the wasteland, the vault all escapes you. You are the orangutango. You have always been the orangutango, and you will be the orangutango forever. So fade to black. Um, I hated wait, all wait. of that. Andrew, you've you've watched Parks and Rec, correct? <laughs> yep. You know the episode where Patton Oswalt's character like filibusters by by like real like connecting the Marvel universe and the Star Wars universe and it just like the the master cut of that is yep. him for just like 5 minutes riffing. Yes. That's how I feel. Like you are you are Patton Oswalt yeah. just yelling things and like hands everywhere and I'm Leslie Nope at the front going, "Oh no." Can I offer no. a counter argument? No. Unrelated, I want to add Patton Oswalt to okay. that list of dream guests to get on our show. <laughs> Go on. Can I offer a counter argument? I mean, you're going to. Now, what isn't what is more compelling than doing the orangutango? <laughs> In Fallout 76, what a just what a narrative like start, middle, and end. Like what a great what a hero's journey that you've just gone on. The fact that you laughed while asking the question <laughs> I, leads me to want Matt to talk. Todd, you have the power. You you cannot let him continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Matt's turn. Matt's gonna talk. Good Please. God, thank you. Okay, all right. So so to bring us back, um, because I love that this question started with like in in our show notes todd one of the things that you said was like don't be afraid to make it weird you know there there were aliens in one dlc and then andrew took it to a place where we were all like no no bring it back you've gone too far so now that we're all back and in the same wasteland let's talk about the humans against new democracy um hand as they're called for short has a mission you might be surprised to hear that their mission is to destroy new democracies. So they want to keep the wasteland completely lawless. It almost seems like they're trying to turn the entire wasteland into a battlefield. Often, they refer to it among each other as Project Omega. Their current goal is the new California Republic. You've moved pretty far west from West Virginia these days, but Master and Crazy claim to have taken control of the pit and freed all the trogs last week. So it seems believable that they might be able to take down the NCR. Their new goal is to destroy the NCR, but from within. They need a human to help them blend in. Now, let me make this very clear. This is not an escort mission because escort missions are bullshit. Guys, he's, he's too deep. Someone rescue him. No, no, no. This is not an escort mission. This isn't an escort mission, but I'm totally about to describe an escort mission. <laughs> no, I'm about to describe a stealth mission, and you've picked up two companions. And it seems like your stealth mission means you have to protect your companions, but they're... They do their own thing. You don't have to worry about them. You've got to stealth your way into the NCR, but you don't have to worry about the iBots. They'll get in there themselves. It's fine. Those are those are the best kinds of escort missions where it's like, well, we're with you, but don't worry about us. We will not impact you. You don't have to babysit us. We are floating killbots. Exactly. This is this is a stealth mission skinned as an escort mission. They exist for nothing but aesthetics. So they just need to follow you in because once they're inside, they can take control of all the robots in the California Republic. 
then destroy the infrastructure of the Republic and take down the democracy, returning the West Coast to the same lawless battlefield that the Capital Wasteland has become after the Legion moved farther west. Okay, listen, if, if I'm Patton Oswalt in Parks and Rec, you're freaking uh-huh. Charlie Kelly doing the Pepe Sylvia <laughs> thing <laughs> with all the yarn and all the pictures of, like, notebook, teared-out notebook paper. Well, at least I'm a notable meme. I, I love the fact that you brought in the pit and the trogs, which were, like, the, the weird, like, mutated human monsters. Um, so, good. That's, that's great. So now you've got an... It's you, two floating eyebots, one that has, like, a twitching problem, and then an army of, like, skinless frog human monsters. No, well, we, like, they left the trogs in Pittsburgh. They're, oh, the okay, trogs well. are just free now. That was just a... That's a, God, a tale they weave to prove their strength and productiveness. There are no trogs okay. in California. <laughs> That's not that's not in the lore. That's no, not, there. not that I'm aware of. I think the drugs are only in the pit. So says the six hours of Fallout documentary that I've watched over the last three days. I think the the pit was a Fallout Three expansion. Yeah, it was. Um, yes, that one I did. I did not play that one. Yeah, it's what Pittsburgh became. Mm-hmm. So my one of my favorite aspects of um, Fallout. I, I know that four New Vegas had this, and I think three might have too. Um, but when you had different NPC allies. Uh, join you um you know how they impact your character in battle so um for some reason you're and by that i mean like they give him a they give him a buff they give him a perk so for some reason your npc now has agreed to join me and dog meat on my quest for some MacGuffin in the wasteland whether that's the geck or a water chip or um your dad you know whatever um tell me what perk your npc is giving me and how they perform in battle, also why they would be a better option than the other two choices. So when Gerald joins you, uh, you gain the Gotta Catch Em All perk um, that allows you to have uh, six animal companions now. So many animal companions. And the ability to tame and acquire new animal companions from animals you encounter in the wasteland. Gerald then sends you on a quest, joins you on a quest, to kill what he calls the other gym leaders. There are quotation marks around (laughs) the words gym leaders, aren't there, Kyle? (laughs) Of course, 100%. And they all have various hazards you have to overcome, um, reside at the far-flung edges of the map. So you you set out on this actually pretty lengthy quest, um, and you, you kill them all. You showed... Gerald proof um, in in their in the form of their quote unquote badges, um, and he will declare you the champion of what you aren't quite sure. But he give and he'll give you what he calls the master ball launcher. This this guy is like super foaming at the mouth, right? Like there's no way he's not. <laughs> yeah, his eyes are like are yeah. are wonky and like and dark and he just is not all there but i feel like he's always he's either shouting or whispering yes <laughs> like that's, that's that's just who he is sometimes both yeah. yeah this guy may just be rick from rick and morty yeah um you get a, you get a strong like former meth head vibe from him mm-hmm. but also has never done meth. <laughs> so this this master ball launcher uh he he tells you to save it for the big one um Gross. but 
you you look at it and it's it's actually just a reskinned uh, mini nuke launcher and six mini nukes. So I just love the concept of like he's in my head. He has his six dogs that you actually just killed, um, but he's never had to find more of them. So he's got these pokeballs, which are grenades. Yes. And a pokeball <laughs> launcher, which is a mini nuke. He's going to have a hard time getting more pets. It's going to be a bad time. He's really not grasping that he's he is out of his actual reality. Yes. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, <fair>. <laughs> he is he is disassociating hard. That's fair. Wow. Um I uh I guess I have to ask Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> what what happens next? Listen, at least my guy is like a chill bro. I don't I haven't I haven't brought this like dirty terrifying drifter that I probably picked up hitchhiking that's yelling me about master balls. That's horrifying. You you went on a very long rant about the orangutango. So let's talk about the orangutango. So I don't think let's not talk about the orangutango because no, see, because no, this is no, the Fallout no, universe. No, this is the Fallout wait, universe. Let me, let me say a thing. I'm going to compliment you or you can keep talking. It's your choice. I'll take a compliment. All right. Yeah. So I, I was going to say that when you talked about Kyle bringing in a meth head drifter, that was like the most sensible thing that you've said in this podcast. <laughs> now you can continue to ramble and make nonsense. Again. Cool. I'm going to tear, tear that compliment right down. So please do. <laughs> after you fade the black, you wake up back in Cranky's cat, Cranky, uh, Funky's cabin, and you realize that nothing that happened in the last half hour actually happened. There is not a talking gorilla there. You are not chilling with a talking gorilla. You just did ayahuasca with this burned, sunburnt <laughs> hippie um, <laughs> who is actually a very capable merchant, but kind of a sunburnt hippie nonetheless. Uh, so Funky will... Cons- it's, it's actually Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> actually Joe, Rogan. Joe, Joe Rogan's totally rad wasteland. There it is. <laughs> so listen, here's the deal. Funky is now your totally best friend and chill bro, and he's definitely going to follow you into the wasteland 100%. The two of you smoke up at his place and you solidify your everlasting bond. He shows you his most prized possession, his surfboard. Now, because reasons, this isn't just any ordinary surfboard. It's a floating surfboard. It, uh, he, you can use it to traverse over spike pits and other difficult terrain. So he gives it to you as a token of their new friendship. Now, how this iterates in the game is very similar to how Funky became uh, such, a, such an icon in, in Tropical Freeze. Now, Funky Mode was introduced as like the easy variety so it's like hey if you're having trouble switch on funky and you can you know avoid all the bad stuff it's it's for it's for babies but the the kind of the cool like unforeseen benefit of that is it basically turned it into a speedrun mode so if you go on it's actually it's really fun uh you can go like speedrunners will now exclusively use funky kong and beat the game in like a quarter of the time because you can do that because that's Hmm. that's kind of how it was created but it it, but it injected this like whole other level of, of of enjoyment into the game so that's what we're going to do here. We're effectively giving you speedrun mode. So whenever you want, now it's, it's, not, it's not a weapon, but it's a surfboard that you can, you can equip. Whenever you pull that bad boy out, you just surf right over whatever's ailing you. If you don't want to traverse those mountains, just pop on your surfboard and you'll just bounce across the Appalachia, Appalachian mountains. Uh, don't want to fight that robot? Just pop on your surfboard and it'll just hop on all their heads and, and float on to safety. Having the surfboard is the best of both worlds. It's the best way to 
experience Fallout 76 without av- actually having to play Fallout 76. <laughs> <laughs> That's my pitch. There it is. So you you have effectively taken a game that already had a campaign that lasts like three solid hours if you move slow and made it faster by turning your character into the Silver Surfer. Okay, yep. that is not accurate. $60, please. Also, <laughs> also, also here's, here's my push up my nerd glasses. For those of you who have played Fallout 76. No one's raising their hand. It's an audio it's format. raising my hand. It's just me raising my hand. Can't see that audio format. One of the, and I think actually the most fearsome beasts in the Appalachian Wasteland is called a Scorch Beast, which is a big flying bat that shoots like radiation and anger. So how does the surfboard that lets you float above things help you beat the flying bad thing? At this point, I would like to uh, refrain with my answer in the form of a music clip. So Kyle, please edit in. <laughs> please no. edit in one verse of anyone can dance. Thank you. Please and thank you. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do future that. Future Kyle, Kyle, please you, do that. <laughs> don't let him tell you what to do, future Kyle. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be the full song and and everyone's gonna have to wait for it to end for the podcast to continue. <laughs> so so I'm gonna I'm gonna propose this last this question again only to Matt. Matt, tell me what the why you're joining me um what benefit you're bringing me and why you are better than what i've already heard yeah sure okay so you get hella benefit because both of these ibots are like way too fucking weaponized (laughs) to have ever existed for documentation purposes like it is super clear that these ibots were modified for destruction and destruction only both bots are outfitted with laser death rays and uh, an entire arsenal of small projectiles. Not only are they insanely weaponized, the crazy iBot has a knack for just absolutely torpedoing himself through other enemies, and they seem to work together incredibly well. Both of them are, like, kind of efficient on their own, but if you get them both in the same stage, like, fuck, it's way too hard for anybody. <laughs> Matt's really mad that he can't beat Master Hand and Crazy Hand together on the hardest difficulty on dying. Smash is, Ultimate. I would, I would say it is near impossible. If you get to 9.9 and you are playing against both those guys in the last round, you cannot do it without dying. Dude, it is game-endingly impossible. Mm-hmm. Like, tickets or not, it is way too fucking hard Mm -hmm. anyway back to fallout so they have a knack for just like absolutely torpedoing themselves through other enemies and both bots can take control of other bots within range um so it's really just like anything made of metal way back in their like first adventures as ibots they found this guy coded in metal and uh just kind of made him walk back and forth across the stage and he didn't have a lot of recovery and if you knocked him off a ledge you just fell and you won but Um, now they've kind of expanded that to taking control of other robots. They don't really use the other robots to attack. They mostly just keep them at bay and stop them from doing what they normally do, and they just kind of walk back and forth um, because the bots prefer to fight for themselves. (laughs) So you can never really know exactly what they're going to do. They do seem to follow, like, some pre-distinct patterns, but as soon as you get outside of that pattern, like, there's nothing you can do man they will just beat the hell out of you until you get back on your feet and and get your pattern back so like if you the vault dweller have these ibots fighting a battle 
You are nothing more than a third piece of artillery, and you can just sit back and watch the magic happen, baby. It's that easy. Now, Matt, does one of them turn into a a shadowy, hairy scorpion monster, or is that no longer canon? Um, you know, that guy fell into a vat of FEV, and he took control of all the super mutants, and that was like games ago, so he's gone now. Sure, yeah. yeah. Love that. I, I dig that. That was a... That was like you telling me the history of that Smash Brothers bad guy. And I appreciated that. Yeah. More than the story that Andrew told. <laughs> it's a low bar to climb over, but I'm here to climb it. It's more like a, a bar to, to don't tank lim- limbo, limbo under. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to say mm-hmm. surf over. So I guess limbo is better. <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Wait, start again. Wait. Nope. Nope. He missed it. If you would have said funky at the beginning, you'd be on these jokes, but you said groovy. We'll fix it in yeah. we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post <laughs> wait, production. Wait, can we get, just get one one quiet clip of Andrew saying funky and then we'll cut it over? Funky. Don't cut it. It's just there now. Yep, that's <laughs> that exists in time. Floating out in the middle of our dead space. Much like my iBots. I have a super secret bonus question that I am incredibly thrilled to hear you answer. So one of my personal favorite episodes of Debate This thus far was episode nine with apologies to Vincent Diesel, where <laughs> I casted people from the Fallout universe into the office sitcom. And I think it went really well um, since the Fallout series has gotten way more detailed and character facial details. I need you to tell me who we are dolling up in motion capture dots and voice recording technology to get them to play your character or characters in the next DLC bundle. So this is exactly what I was going for when I said that the Fisto sex robot would be played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And so that's what I'm looking forward to now. Who is your celebrity fill-in that when they download the DLC and they fire it up and they see this person, they're like, oh, shit, they paid Millions of dollars to have this person. Well, I really regret giving Andrew Joe Rogan now. So that is... <laughs> <laughs> so the the version of of Gerald Oak I'm envisioning is uh, someone who's he's aged from his appearance in the Pokemon games. Um, he's he's seen a lot of shit. He he's a little broken. He's got some. He doesn't have much life left in his eyes. Um, he is a he is a grizzled badass in this in this wasteland, um, but also slightly unhinged. And the person I think who is best going to be able to play that is Jason Statham, uh, specifically Ooh. a a crank era Jason Statham. <laughs> um, he is he is just going to be off his rocker, um, switching between um, angry whispering and insane yelling and and it's it's Jason Statham. Um British accent and all Jason Statham. Gerald Oak. Boom. Mic drop. I like thinking that he's got not just a beard but like a dirty patchy beard. Oh, it's it's that permanent 5 o'clock shadow that Jason Statham has. It That's just fair. no matter how close a shave he gets, it's it's a 5 o'clock shadow <laughs> and an eye patch. It's like the beard from the Santa Claus but it only goes Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I think at some point during your ayahuasca trip with Funky Kong, you have a conversation 
where you're like, uh, and he's laughing and you're all laughing. He's like, uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I think it's only fitting to make Matthew McConaughey our de facto <laughs> funky con. <laughs> can, you, can you real quick, um, so during your, your fever dream, when you're getting ready to do the dance, can you give me the pep talk that, that Michael McConaughey <laughs> Funky Kong says to you? Like, what's the two lines or one line he says before you break into the orangotango? Hold on, let me look it up. <laughs> I also I also really need to point out that you, you said Michael McConaughey, who is not a person. <laughs> did, wait, did, was that, was that I said that? You said that we are. Yes, I was, we are creating. We are creating quite the Pokemon team of fake, <laughs> fake movie stars. For some reason, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't defend that. Other than I just don't care about. It's all right. He'll be in the next. He'll be in the next big action movie with Vincent Diesel. It's fine. <laughs> the Expendable Seven. So, so what is what is the 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 line that he drops to you? I haven't looked it up yet. God damn it. <laughs> We can we can cut out all this dead space while Andrew finds the yeah. right Matthew McConaughey line. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we'll just we'll just do this we'll just do this off mic. Um, it's probably something like, uh, I you know what I'm gonna stick with hang eight, my bro. I think that's gonna be his catchphrase. Is uh, time to hang eight. Time to hang eight. So it's gonna be like, yeah, man, time to hang eight. Let's fucking kill it. And and he, we can probably like <laughs> it's probably okay that he drops f bombs. We might need to clear that with nintendo but I'm, I'm sure it's probably fine fallout 2 definitely had f-bombs yeah yeah so so i think it's going to be something like let's hang eight time to fucking dab <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna dab on him yep, here we go because everyone. we need to get that real like eight-year-olds panache really just try to hit, <laughs> hit all of our fucking all those yeah. eight-year-olds who love Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> they, love, they love Interstellar. All those eight-year-olds Interstellar If I've learned anything from the eight-year-olds that keep beating me at Smash Brothers, it's that they love dabbing and yep. Matthew McConaughey. So that, that's how we're going to really just, just hit all of our bases here. All right. Um, Matt, what do, you, what do you got? Who's, who's playing Master Hand and Crazy Hand? So Master Hand Bot and Crazy Hand Bot, I think it would be kind of ridiculous to, like, face capture somebody and put their faces on the bots. Um, that would be a little creepy and a lot of weird, but I think that we need some solid voice acting for both of these bots because they are going to like say some things now crazy hand bot, not going to say much, mostly just going to like shake and laugh and spit some like really strange and maybe racist non sequiturs. And so oh. I think that, Probably the only person who could do that voice justice is the one, the only, the Gary Busey. Oh, oh, yeah, that's, that's good. Gary, yeah, Gary Busey is crazy handbot. Gary Busey is crazy handbot. Now I'm just gonna think of Gary Bu Busey whenever I play Smash Brothers. Yeah, so Gary Busey can beat you at nine nine instead of I don't know, just crazy yeah. hand. All right, mm -hmm. and then Master Hand is sort of the you know like de facto puppet master of this whole thing. So he needed to be played by somebody else who can mastermind things in American cinema and has a big booming voice and can make half the population disappear at will. So it's going to be Josh Brolin, the one and only Thanos. Good. Josh Brolin is master handbot. Gary Busey is crazy handbot. Together, they're the humans against new democracy bots. I, I dig that. I think that is pretty good. Um... 
So, you all have given me a lot to think about, and so I'm going to take a second to do that. Um, and while I practice my debate this swing with the debate this t-ball set... Nope. Um, I don't... I'll, nope. uh, this is a once, bad metaphor. While, while, while I... I I got nothing. Debate I, this dab. I, I'm going to dab on these. I'm going to debate this. No, no one wants that. <laughs> That's bad. You know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Can you guys just give give some good vibes to each other? Wait. And then I'll tell you. No who, closing no, statements? No. Oh, shit. I did it. You did it. I did it. the thing. I did, did the thing. thing. You're Wait, bad, Tom. Um, let's You're bad let's rewind the bad. debate this clock. Yeah, I'm going to insert the debate this flux capacity. I'm just going to I'm just going to I'm going to take it. Take a new take. Let me get some closing statements. Put a nice little debate this bow on the nice little debate this package as we go into 2019. Hey, hey, Kyle. Hey, Matt. You want all want to give Todd your debate this package? I don't want <laughs> your debate this package. Oh, oh, Todd. I hope you're ready for this <laughs> debate this package. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, can't weird. wait to edit that part where Todd says I'm going to take a new take and I'm going to leave all that in. <laughs> 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 no, the, the people don't need to know. We're perfect every single time. So my my closing statement, Todd, is that Gerald Oak, Jason Statham, Gerald Oak, is going to add an entire new world of adventure, collecting, and intense battles to the already rich world of Fallout 76. Um, three things that are already popular in Fallout, adventure, collecting, and intense battles. Um, his mysterious presence and plucky attitude will fit right in with other NPCs of Fallout lore. Um, he brings a huge new set of quests, and there's just something about him you can't ignore. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Good. It's his girth. It's, it's his girth. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, so that's all you got. Um, yeah, guys, it's the Orangutango. I mean, <laughs> what, what else can I say? Um, you keep you saying that tropical like freeze. the rest of us know what the orangutango <laughs> is. <laughs> the, the orangutango is whatever you want it to be. The orangutango is all of us. The orangutango is the fire emblem. <laughs> Good. <What>? So <laughs> I'll, leave, I'll, leave you with, I'll leave you with this. Starts with a swivel, swiveling free. It's the balance in your hips that's key. Take your arms, wave them in the air. Keep yourself from falling, and you'll glide without a care. Anyone can dance. Anyone can do it. Follow my lead, because there ain't nothing to it. There's more. You're going to need style and personality to give you individuality. I'm sure there was a, there was a timing thing there. Uh, don't be afraid to move the way you want to move. Trust yourself, and you will find your group. Now, can you, do, can you recite that again in a Matthew McConaughey impression? Yes, do that, please. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, anyone, anyone can dance. Anyone can do it. Follow my lead, cause there ain't nothing to it. <laughs> it starts with a swivel, swiveling free. It's balancing your hips. It's key. Take your arms, wave them in the air. <laughs> Keep yourself from falling. <laughs> You'll glide without a care. Anyone can dance. Anyone can do it. Follow my lead, cause there ain't nothing to it. Andrew's Good. Matthew McConaughey is like Zombieland's Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I, I, I would have bought into that more had you been like rolling the imaginary booger in your fingers that he does for all those from so long ago. <laughs> or if you would have or if you would have somehow been at a campfire drinking liquor with cowboys for reasons. <laughs>
I don't know how it happened, but his shirt just came off while he was yeah. reciting <laughs> that. It just—he suddenly got flowing hair standing outside of a liquor store. I'm I'm gleaming right now. I'm illustrious. Matt, please end this. Yeah, yeah, happily. <laughs> so, Master Hand and Crazy Hand have been the absolute best final bosses since our childhoods. To this day, when I think of final boss and need to think of an example, the first thing I think of is Master Hand. Through five Smash games, we've watched them evolve from senseless beatdown machines to mastermind puppet masters who may be pulling the strings of the whole operation. No one's really sure. Here in the Wasteland, it's still hard to tell who's controlling them or if they're being controlled at all. One thing's for sure, they want to turn the whole world into a deathmatch, and it's better to be their friend than their plaything. Well, now I can say for the first time in this episode that you've given me a lot to think about. And that I'm going to have to take some time to strap on the debate this boxing gloves so I can get ready to play a round of debate this chess boxing, because that's a sport that when you Google what are weird sports that comes up. <laughs> did you, um, wait, no, I'm sorry. Did you say chess boxing? Chess, chess boxing. Oh, chess, wow. Look like, at that. That's a real thing. Yeah. Um, and it seemed the description was chess boxing is exactly what it sounds like. A hybrid of knocking out and checkmating checkmating opponents. The battle consists of 11 rounds in which competitors alternate between playing traditional chess and boxing. Kind of sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds like something that a bunch of drunk guys got together and just made up. That's exactly yeah. what it sounds like and also what it looks like. So I'm going to worry about this and making up some other good sports. Why don't you bros give each other some good vibes? So I'll start with Matt. Cause he did a, he did a really good job of fusing the two lores of the two games that he is talking about. Um, I, I was really upset at how good um, humans against new democracy and project Omega and a few other things you talked about that I can't quite remember were but they were really good and i was mad that you thought of them and not me um so good job there hey thanks and and andrew um you definitely did a good job capturing what i imagine an ayahuasca trip to be like um, (laughs) because that was quite the quite the fever dream you took us on and then just just good good job with your matthew mcconaughey impression thanks man um yeah matt that was super fun uh i love the connection with master hand and crazy hand um and i i definitely feel it in my bones that you can't beat them um and and jesus christ somebody somebody give matt a hug because he's (laughs) he's he got he's gone too deep y'all um kyle i thought yours was really fun too um yeah it, it was really fun to hear more about pokemon i feel like Every time we go back to the well, my initial reaction is, haven't we said everything about, but nope, we have not said everything there is to know about Pokemon. It is a truly horrifying experience. And uh, I, I always appreciate you uh, really capturing that. So well done. Um, Kyle, I really like the like wasteland creepypasta that you've created of like <laughs> what happens to a Professor Oak with disassociative disorder. And it's terrifying and I love it. I mean, it is like just the right amount of twisted to fit in with Pokemon lore. And it's it's real good. I'm a big fan. Um, Andrew, if there is one thing that I have learned from my 72 hour Ph.D. in Fallout, 
It is that <laughs> yep. literally anything can happen and they will write that shit as canon. Yep. So uh, <laughs> as as the guy in debate this who typically takes us all in the fever dream, I'm really appreciative of the fever dream that you took me on today. Because at the end of the day, yeah, shit, sure, we can fucking put that in there. It'll yeah. track. It'll probably sell more copies than 76 has. It absolutely would have. Ooh. I like to think that your guys' ones were like actually DLC that you would pay for. Whereas mine is like the weird co-promote that happens like during a holiday that just happens as a free download <laughs> and yeah. you can't say no to it. Yours is 100% that weird mod that you you download when you've played too much Fallout already and you're just like <laughs> you going through go. mods and you're like yeah. Funky Kong mod. It, it's the equivalent of turning every uh, every dragon in Skyrim into Hulk Hogan. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, exactly. It was Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. The, Randy Savage, or Thomas you. the Train Engine, depending that, on which so I I've taken some time to um, pad up my shins for some debate. This shin kicking you get that's one. real. You I've get, seen videos you get of that. One you get one metaphor per episode. That's it. <laughs> so can we talk about how terrible the sport of shin kicking sounds? <laughs> it's a real thing. I've seen videos. Of course you have. <laughs> There's I definitely saw a video when I was younger of kickboxers doing that. And the one dude's shin breaks and his foot wraps around the other guy's shin. So not sure why you're doing that on purpose, England. Um, anyway, so I've got some decisions to make here. So we'll we'll just move through this. Um, I would agree that I think the funky mode to 76 is a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I... I'm not uh, Fallout has been a weird franchise. I don't think there's ever been a dance break in it yet. Um, and I don't know if I don't know if, if the DLC planned in 2019 is ready for that. Um, but it's, it's good to know that that could have been an option. I'm also going to say some nice things. I thought that Kyle's Pokemon edition would be a lot of fun. Um, that was very, very cool. I thought that was a good chunk of nostalgia. But I've got to give it to Matt for his for his concerningly deep dive into the Fallout lore and somehow weaving the Smash Brothers lore and making me angry while still like making this seem exciting. Because at the same time, like, man, these guys are overpowered. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're overpowered. Hey, Matt, I do have a a, just a real quick request for you. Hit me. Go outside. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, you know what I mean? Just go outside like. Breathe in some fresh air. It's great out there, bud. Like, See the sun. There's nothing to yeah. There's it. There's there's nothing. There's nothing to hide from. Matt didn't have that beard when we started this episode, <laughs> and, now, and now he's got that beard. I mean, it is like it's legitimately been a weird seventy-two hours. Like I, I think <laughs> I said like it, it off mic. I don't know if I said it during the podcast, but like Fallout was one of those games that I always wanted to play and like always wanted to know things about, but. Uh, I never had a console that had Fallout on it. And then when I started living with guys who had an Xbox or a PlayStation, um, they were playing New Vegas and I got really, really invested into watching other people play New Vegas. And I was like, this is awesome. This is so cool. I want to know so much more. And then the minute I picked up the controller, I was like, this is everything I hate in a game and I never want to touch it again. Um, So I really like and I've always been a fan of deep diving Wikipedia's. And this was just my excuse to ingest Fallout lore at an alarming rate. An alarming rate so fast that the other night I was at my girlfriend's house 
And she was like, what do you want to put on TV? And I was like, <laughs> nothing that you want to watch. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Four hours of Fallout YouTubes, actually. Yikes. Yeah, so um, big big thanks to uh, some YouTube page called ShoddyCast for teaching me everything I know about Fallout in the last three days. So, having said all that, um, thanks for listening to Debate This. Follow along with the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast. And check out our website at DebateThisCast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review so more people can hear our dumb, dumb show. Until next time, I'm Todd Thomas. I'm Kyle Dumps Like a Truck 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 Harper. I'm Andrew Orangutango Henderson. You're not. And I'm Matt Wild Wild West Jim West Desperado Rough Rider No You Don't Want Nada Cole. Saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us by the swing sets, nerds. 